I've got Dr. Inta Suleiman from Gift of the Givers in the Business Virtual Studio to discuss the money they've been raising to help Ukraine. Dr. Suleiman is normally involved in raising money for various causes in South Africa, for hungry people, for hospitals. So this is a field that is very well known for. But Dr. Is Ukraine, is that something new, helping overseas people like war refugees? No, it's nothing new. We've actually helped Europe three times previously. We were first involved in Bosnia in 1992 after 95. In 1999, we were involved in Albania and helping, you know, the case there with the Kosovo. And then a few years later, there was big floods in Madeira Island in Portugal. And we assisted the island in, in Portugal with floods. We sent in a team, we sent in boats, we sent in supplies, and we helped the people. It was 2000 something, very many years ago. Besides that, we've been involved in the earthquake in Haiti, the earthquake in Nepal, the typhoon in the Philippines. What are you doing for Ukraine right now? There's a South African with a Ukrainian wife that asks for your help. Yes, he, he called. He just said he knows we're involved in this kind of situations. Can he, he can help us, you know, or can we help them? So on the 5th of March, I phoned him. I said, yes. His wife's name is Natalia. I said, tell Natalia we will get involved in Ukraine. She needs to find any shop in the area. We want to support Ukrainians from inside, not from outside. When I say from in, not from outside, I mean let's buy stuff inside Ukraine to support the local business. She found a shop that same day. She's, she's in a place called Ivano Frankish. And, and from there, there's a, there's a small town called Dolina. So she found some stuff and they started purchasing. We started guiding them what to do. The next day, they started looking for bigger shops. And then they spoke to the mayor and spoke to business people and started finding warehouses where there were surplus goods. And so we started purchasing inside. We started sending money on a daily basis from South Africa through the husband through, uh, to Natalia. Then she got a group of friends and they said whilst they were in the area, people from the east started coming in. There were orphans, there were old people, people wanting simple things, bottled water, food, sanitary pads, uh, diapers, and warm clothes because it is freezing in the area. And in the east, of course, the gas, electricity, everything was cut. So people were freezing. She started arranging them. And as she started doing that, we said, what you're doing in Ivano Frankis? Can we find somebody else like you in another place? And within short hours, she said, yes, I've got Alexi in Kiev. I've got Ksenia in Kharkiv. You know, and so did, and I got uh, stars in uh, Slavutic. So I said, okay, whatever you're doing, mm -hmm. they must do the same thing. Buy the stuff, deliver, and you know, and, and get it to the people. Alexei, he, he had an additional responsibility. People said there's dog compounds here. There's two dog compounds here, and the dogs got no dog food. So we arranged for dog oh. food for the two compounds to feed, to feed the animals. Then he said he got individual people coming to him needing medicine. So whatever chemist he could find, he started buying individual medicines per person. And they started delivering medicines to the people. Then all of them, Natalia, Alexei, Cassinia, and Stas, started making arrangements to get a warehouse. When I say warehouse, I don't mean a huge building, a small room where they could store supplies. They used their own cars and they started pulling stuff and supplying. Then I told them, besides the individual medicines and the food for individual people that come to you, you need to go to the people's houses because all people and people are physically challenged could not travel with their family members who are to travel eternally or who left the country. So these people were left in their homes yeah. and they are stranded. So our team started doing door-to-door -door deliveries, both of medical supplies and food and sanitary pads and diapers and whatever was required and the warm clothes. And as that was happening, the word started spreading that Gift of the Givers is involved in Ukraine. We then got a yeah. call from an organization called Smart Angels. 
They said, look, we're getting stuff coming from Europe, but there's two problems. One is sometimes there's no fuel, there's no money to pay for the fuel for the truck coming from Europe. And when it comes to the Ukrainian border, we've got 70 vehicles. We've got minibuses and other all types of vehicles. We have 70. We can't put fuel in them to deliver the aid to different parts of the country. So I said, okay, I'll fund you with 20,000 liters of fuel immediately. So I said, you've got the supplies. It's a waste. You've got the supplies, but no money to move it. So we partnered them and we started funding their vehicles. And I made money available for 20,000 liters of fuel. And I said, I'll expand it as you go along. So with that, we increased the network and the reach. And what happened in every area they went to, the young people have started to stand up. So more and more people are putting their hands up and saying, we want to volunteer, we want to volunteer. So when the stuff comes from Smart Angels, you have people take responsibility and start delivering to the people immediately. So it doesn't wait in warehouses. It's instant delivery. And the other process, what we started off with the four volunteers, now we're in Kherson, we're in Mikolichi, we're in Nikolaev. We've got other areas people started coming in. And we're trying very hard to get someone in Mariupol. We're hoping that in the next 24 hours we have somebody inside there. So all the hotspots areas, we're trying to get in. Then orphanages just came. They said, look, the kids are here. They need some blankets, some warm clothes. They need some mattresses. They need some bottled water. Can you arrange? They found a factory that produces mattresses and blankets. And I must compliment the Ukrainian people. In what situation, business people normally double and triple prices. Here, people are dropping their prices and giving us 50, 65%, 80% discount. So it's been incredible. We then we found potatoes on a farm. We bought off 27 tons of potatoes. And Smart Angels that had a good place where they keep it and they start supplying to all the different areas. So it, it's, it's a very good combination of my people that I've got inside Ukraine working with Smart Angels who have the warehouse both in Poland and inside Ukraine and then take it to warehouses that we set up on our teams and then our volunteers and their volunteers expanding the network. 72 hours ago, another organization called us. They said, we are help Ukraine, Romania. We're Ukrainian-based, but at the moment, we're operating from Romania. So Smart Angels is delivering from the west of the country, and this other organization is delivering from the south of the country, which means we have a bigger reach. And I said, what's your needs? They said, we want you to do the same thing for us that you're doing for Smart Angels. Can you give us fuel? I said, no problem. I'll fund you for fuel. So now we have delivery from the west and the south, and the network has just expanded exponentially, and we're getting to more and more people inside Ukraine. Well, it sounds incredible what you described of how the people in Ukraine just started jumping in, how countries from outside, how it just snowballed. What was the support like from South Africa? Where did you raise the money from? We don't wait to raise money. Because we're in disaster for 30 years, virtually, we take money out of our reserves. And then we just, we just announce it to the public, whoever wants to send. As a policy, we don't have fundraisers. We don't phone people for money. Okay. We just do what we have to do, and people start sending money. And now there's some international interest. Some people from the USA called yesterday. Somebody else called from the USA today. And we're hoping that as the message that give you to other people will go out and people from all over the world will support us. So yes, some money has been raised from South Africa, but we didn't wait for that money. It's a war zone. It's immediate attention requires instant support. Like we got a hospital in Kharkiv. Call and the doctor, the director was crying on the phone. She says, I need medicines urgently. She gave us a list. Well, the South Africans know what Gift of the Givers do in South Africa. For people who might not know what Gift of the Givers is, um, what are you? Are you a South African organization? You clearly operate far wider than this. Can you just give us a picture of what Gift of the Givers is? 
to help all of mankind, irrespective of race, religion, color, class, culture, geographical location, political affiliation, help everyone, then help them unconditionally and expect nothing in return. And we started that process. Ukraine is the 45th country we've helped in our history. In South African money, we've delivered 4 billion rand worth of aid to millions of people in all these countries, including South Africa. Disaster intervention is our speciality. We're probably the most complete disaster organization in the world because some people do primary health care, some people do trauma intervention, some people do post-op rehab, some people do trauma counselors, some people do search and rescue, some people bring dogs, some people put hospitals, some people bring tents, blankets and medicines, some people may help with agriculture in a war situation or with food in a situation. We do all of the above, every single aspect. We hire planes, we send our own teams in, we've got specialized equipment, we've been in many disasters. And as I said, Ukraine is the 45th country we've assisted. Besides disaster intervention, in the COVID-19 in South Africa, we were very big, we were the biggest. We were involved in supporting 210 hospitals. We visible hospital infrastructure upgrades. We drilled 420 boreholes in the last 24 months in areas of drought in South Africa. We support farmers with fodder for the animals to try to save the sheep and the cattle. We've been involved in bee rehabilitation. We provided 600,000 food parcels during the unrest in, in Devon and the COVID-19 you know, job losses and hunger. More than 600,000 food parcels. We supported over 100 soup kitchens. We involved with winter warmth, with blankets, with new clothing. We give out wheelchairs. We support schools with infrastructure. We put boards in the communities. We put boards in hospitals. We're now busy with catch-up surgery. You know, we just put, put up 5 million rand to start catch-up surgery in Huddersfield Hospital. We're doing cataract catch-up in uh, Easter River. And now we're intervening in Shad Makeke Hospital that was closed from April last year with a fire. And the project is going to cost us 35 million. And we're now intervening to start fixing parts of the hospital. You know, this is someone we involved in sports development. Yeah. We do, uh, we, we're all involved in hostage negotiation. We, re we release people from taken hostage in Africa and in Yemen. We got them released also. So we just do a lot of things. I just want to say, that's such an impressive list of things you said. I just saw reports of malnutrition and children dying in the Eastern Cape. You've been very active in the COVID period of helping when there was actually hunger in South Africa. How is that progressing? Have you heard of the cases in the Eastern Cape? We're involved in that. The health department responds us. And last week when I was in the Eastern Cape, the one health lady told me herself that in one area, nine children died of hunger. And we've been supporting Eastern Cape with lots of food parcels. What our boreholes, we've been putting gardens, agricultural gardens in the schools and in the community to make themselves sufficient. But we've got fortified foods, which we're going to roll out, you know, thousands of packs to the different hospitals where the malnourished kids will get fortified, nutritionally enriched products from us. That's beside the food parcels that we're giving to the parents. But to be honest, the hunger situation in South Africa has been growing for quite some time now. COVID just exposed the hunger in South Africa. And when you go to a disaster, when I say disaster, I mean a fire or a flood or, or a storm. When you see the people eat, you realize they were hungry long before the disaster hit them. That they've been sitting for months with not much food. And during COVID itself, we found children who were eating plants to survive, eating tortoises, eating locusts, eating lizards, going to the dump heap to try to find food in the dump heap, sucking out of a peanut butter bottle, sucking out of a jam tin, coming to the front of the queue of a soup kitchen and saying they won't take much food but will we give them food to take home for their parents and, the, and their brothers and sisters? And you've seen the hunger, and the hunger is a really a huge problem in South Africa. It's there underneath silently, but you see. And we've spent a lot of money in you know, supporting hunger projects, but of course, what the country really needs 
is a huge increase in jobs for people to become self-sufficient and not to be dependent on grants or handouts. Yes. So the situation in the Eastern Cape, can you tell us what's happening on the ground there at the moment? What have you seen there? In terms of the hunger? Yes. We see it all the time. It's not mm. something new. You sit at the hospitals, you sit in the public, you sit among the people, you see the hunger all the time. Every situation you go there, you see the hunger in the Eastern Cape. So we've been supporting them in a big way. We've got a very good relationship with the health department, you know, with social development. I just met the national minister last week and everybody's trying to do what they can. The problem is there is far greater need in South Africa than there is money right now. You know, because of the tax base decreasing, so many people losing their jobs, money that was stolen, you know, state capture, corruption, money disappearing, the massive money that went into the COVID budget to deal with COVID itself has caused a huge dent on available cash to help as many people as possible. So the reality is there's millions of people who need help and the reality is that you're not going to get to everybody. You're just doing such amazing work and we want to, you know, thank you for that and, you know, keep, keep up the good work. And if people want to support you, can, can they? Yes, you know, we appreciate any kind of support. The needs are huge. And, you know, the details are on our social media pages. The bank details are there. If you call it from South Africa, our toll-free number is 0800-786-911. Otherwise, all the details are on, on, on the social media pages. It's giftofthegivers.org. Dr. Imjas Suleiman from Gift of the Givers, it's just always amazing to speak to you and the amazing work you're doing in South Africa and Ukraine. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you.